Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Giovanna Fletcher and welcome to my podcast, Happy Mum, Happy Baby. I've recently written a book called Happy Mum, Happy Baby, which followed my account of motherhood, but this podcast is slightly different. I'm inviting others to share. It's a difficult journey being a mum or dad, uh, because we're going to have both, and I just want people to open up. I want to hear all about what they've found fun, what they've found difficult. Uh, We're going to be talking about how they might have felt overwhelmed with certain things, judged, pressured, uh, talking about body confidence, all sorts. We're going to cover it all and and just see what we find. So this week, my first guest, let's talk about her. She's epic on all accounts. She's a TV presenter, a radio DJ. She's a style icon and someone everyone would love a couple with, which is fab for me because she's my best mate. With three children of her own, this lady has helped me through my own journey of being a mum. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the wonder that is Emma Willis. So Emma, this is a podcast. I wrote a book. 
all about... Did you? I did. Did you not know? Yeah, I got one. I didn't see you for so long. I got one. You sent me a copy. (laughs) I wrote a book called Happy Mum, Happy Baby, which kind of... uh, It's all about my journey into motherhood and the bits that I found difficult. It kind of starts with the mum that I thought I would be and then goes into getting pregnant and then how I actually found motherhood and how it wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be in terms of the struggle. Um, And then the judgment that comes with it and the guilt that comes with it. All the love as well. That's, you know limitless but I think for the podcast I want other people to kind of share because I've loved sharing and having the feedback from other people has been amazing because I think we all we all feel like we're so alone totally but I said to you about coming on the podcast let's start here I said to you about coming on and you weren't sure you blanked my texts Emma Willis and I I emailed you and you didn't reply I didn't blank your texts (laughs) I just forget that I haven't replied so, no, it wasn't a blanking of your text because I didn't want to do it. It was just because you are very open and you talk about everything. I um, do. And, and I am very open and talk about everything, but I do it with you behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> so asking me to come on something like this uh, terrified me. But then when you explained what it was, I was like, oh, yeah, fine, I'll do that. But you don't talk about motherhood and stuff that often. No, not very often because... And I think I've mentioned this to you before. I think motherhood is is the hardest job you'll ever have. But I feel like I shouldn't talk about how hard it is because I've got it quite easy. You don't have it <laughs> Do, easy, though, I know, Emma. but you I, work feel, so hard. I feel You've like I do because kids. I have a great job. I have a great husband. I have great children, great family who help me all the time. So it's not like... I'm pulling my hair out because I haven't got childcare, I haven't got this, that and the other. So I feel like because I've got it quite good, I shouldn't moan. But <laughs> motherhood is hard. And it's there are really moments hard. that you must struggle and the pressure and everything that comes with that. So whenever you do find it difficult, you must feel guilty. You yeah. must feel... Yeah, yeah, I feel, feel totally guilty. And I think I've probably told you before that there are times when you do have 10 balls up in the air and you're juggling and juggling and juggling and juggling and you're going, it's okay, I'm not going to drop any, I'm not going to drop any. And then all of a sudden they come crashing down on your head because Matt's away and my parents can't make it down and I need to find childcare, but nobody knows my new baby apart from one other person and she's got two kids of her own, so I can't ask her to come over all the time. And all of a sudden, all of those balls drop on your head and you just fall in a pile on the floor and cry. But this is why I wanted you on. And then you kind of go, what am I crying for? Again, that guilt kicks in and you go, why am I crying? I've got three incredible kids who moan sometimes, but the rest of the time are absolutely golden children. I couldn't ask for better kids. And I've got a lovely house and a great job. Husband <laughs> who's brilliant and amazing about me. And none of them are here and I can't take it on my own. And you start to feel like you can't cope and you're a failure and that you're bad at what you but do. But universal feelings, feeling like a failure, having that guilt, the pressure, it's all universal. And I totally. think that's what makes sharing it yeah. like for other people so uplifting in a way because they have that all the time. And I think they look at people in the public eye and they just feel like they've got it all and that it's perfect. And actually, yeah. I think someone like you say, actually, there are moments where I don't cope, even if it's moments where, you know, there is a juggle, you do so much and it's a juggle yeah. and you're trying to do everything and you're trying to be a super mum. So I think hearing from someone like you that it is difficult lets everyone else off. You know what I mean? <laughs> lets everyone else off lets, the hook. I don't know if it lets everybody else off. But it, it, I think why I feel guilty as well about 
talking and moaning about it is because, as I've said, I've got lots of help. But when it's not there, it's really hard. And I think then it's at times like that when you put everything into perspective and you go, this is one day. Yeah. Imagine if this was your every day and you had three kids and you were on your own and you had no help and it wasn't worth you going to work because of how much you'd have to spend on childcare and mm. all those kind of balls that you'd have to be juggling and, and figuring out that part of your life, that that is what makes me then step back and go, OK, pull your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe your bloody tears away. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Well, I just want you and to that is that what gets me back up, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Back up on my feet and go, right, OK, I can do this. I am a woman, I am strong. <laughs> I am able. <laughs> but I just want you to know that you're not alone. And that, you know, Thank there you. are so many people out there that are struggling. And, it, and it, what you have and everything, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't I know, matter. it doesn't, because it's the situation you're in at the time, isn't yeah. it? Do you know it's all I mean? relative so, to you and your situation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So let's talk about confidence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Has your confidence changed since being a mum? Yeah. It, I'm trying to think kind of from a personal point of view and from a work and career point of view, if maybe personally it's my confidence has dipped, but professionally it's raised. But I think my confidence is better on both sides. Right. Because, and I don't know whether that's partly because of what I did for so long was modelling and I had to be so aware of how I looked and what I did and and that was my job was was my body looking a certain way now I don't care about that like mm. I, I want it to feel good and be strong rather than look incredible yeah do you know what I mean you do because, look incredible because I had three kids and I remember you saying this like you I don't care what my body looks like it's what my body's achieved yeah and to be able to do that I've grown a human being and I've pushed it out so I kind of went from a career where everything was about how I looked to all of a sudden I could eat cake and do what I wanted and it wasn't about how I looked anymore. It was mm. about what I said and what I did and if I read my words right, <laughs> people watching. So from a personal point of view, I think my confidence was better because it wasn't all about what I looked like. And from a career point of view, I used to be really insecure and I still am quite paranoid. I think I've always been paranoid about everything in my life. But... Um, I am quite insecure about my ability and if I'm any good. But the things I used to worry about, like interviewing people and getting panicked and, and oh my goodness, I'm so nervous. I, I do get very nervous for live telly, but now I just put everything into perspective by going, I'm raising three children to be human beings and grown-ups. Like that is, that is so much pressure, that the pressure of interviewing one direction <laughs> it's just nothing <laughs> do you know what I mean I, and and I think that's kind of how I compare everything now like can I do this can I do this oh my goodness can I do this yes I can because if I'm putting three children on the path to their future and hopefully doing a good job with it this is a walk in the park this hour of live telly is just a bit of fun do you know what I mean yeah having kids is amazing fun but it's amazing pressure and it's terrifying and again you don't want to drop the balls you want to create them into the best specimens of human beings that you possibly can so that's how I compare everything now is can I do this yes I'm raising children can I do this yes I get them dressed every day can I do this I get them to school on time can I do this I do homework still like it's kind of 
Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I think for confidence with me, when I first had the babies, when I first had Buzz, confidence just hit the floor. I think because I suddenly was in overwhelmed yeah. that life had completely changed. I really felt like I didn't know what I was but doing. But I think that is, I mean, I, I obviously can't speak for everybody. I was like that with my first mm. because at the time as well, I didn't have a job. I couldn't get a job for love nor money. So I was at a point where I didn't know whether I should still be doing this. I didn't know whether I was any good. I'd had a baby. My hormones were all over the place. Mm. I'd had a really traumatic birth. I couldn't breastfeed. I was producing no milk. She was back in hospital after three days because we she had to be fed via a tube because she had nothing in her and I didn't know I hadn't been feeding her because no one had taught me what to do. Yeah. So at that point, it was rock bottom. But mm. I think with your first child, that mm. happens because your life is literally never going to be the same again. No, never. And I don't think I was fully prepared for that, for that feeling. Yeah. You know, there were moments where it was quite dark in the but first But you thought weeks. you were. Because I remember before you got pregnant, not that you were were ready for the darkness, yeah. but you were so ready to have a baby. Oh, totally. That's all you wanted. Yeah. I remember asking you every month. <laughs> G? G? <laughs> you wanted to tell me. Um, so that for you must have been... Yeah. A really... A real kind of... Shock. The highs, the highs of the highs to suddenly being way down there. Honestly, the first three weeks, I seriously wondered whether I had a maternal bone in my body. And I can remember asking myself, can I send him back? <gasps> yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, you know, and, I, and, and it's only through sharing now that I realise that that's something that actually a lot mm. of women go through. Yeah. And I think if you haven't heard that other people feel like that, then you feel isolated. You feel like a bad mum. Yeah. I felt like a bad mum because for the first three days at home, I thought I'd been feeding her 24 hours a day. <laughs> really, no milk had been coming out. Oh. So she'd had nothing. Yeah. And literally, she just turned and you could see it. And I took her to A&E immediately and they really? sorted her out and she was fantastic. Um, but I think it, it's all of that pressure, isn't it, the first time around? It's the people say, don't they, like, you'll know. You'll instinctively know what the cries mm -hmm. mean. Oh, the I was like, cries. they all sound the same. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's just a really long, loud cry. <laughs> There's no difference in any of I can remember saying to Matt, Matt, do you know the cry? Do you know the differences with the cry? What do they mean? <laughs> None of us knew the cry. Um, you know, and, and also there are so many people to listen to. Mm. You know, you've got, the midwives who are fantastic and then you've got the health visitors and then you've got the on-call midwives and then you've got your family and your friends and your friends who have had babies and the ones who haven't had babies but think they can give you advice. <laughs> mm. um, We've all been there. It's easy to give advice when you've not even totally. had kids. What do you mean you can't come out tonight? Just get a babysitter. doesn't work like that. Um, and... You know, my blessing really was my mum because I, even though with Isabel, we had taken her back in and, and they sorted her out, I still continued to try and breastfeed mm. for as long as I could because that was the thing to do and that was the right thing and that's what's best for her. And, you know, everybody that came in to visit me, I felt like I was looked down on mm. any time they came in and there was a bottle of formula next to me. Right. It was kind of like, oh, not persevering. I was like, no, I am. I am persevering, but she wants more and I haven't got any. <laughs> so I had to top her up with, do you know, it's yeah. little things like that. And then after six weeks of trying so hard, I was so down and so depressed mm. and just crying all the time because I wanted to, I wanted to do the best for her. Then my mum just went, stop it. Yeah. Oh, it gets me all upset thinking about it. Stop it, Emma. you you're honestly, you're driving yourself mad when mm. all she needs is for you. Ah! 
<laughs> for you to give her the best start. And if yeah. that is from your boob or from a bottle, just give her love, which you are. But you being this way is not the best thing for her. That's what you said to me. Yeah. So I got a bottle and a bit of formula <laughs> and it was just happy days from then on. <laughs> well, that's what you said to me when Buzz was six weeks and we were about to go up to Manchester. I can't believe it in a podcast that you made me cry. <laughs> it's emotional stuff. It's about being a mum. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, but no, I can remember you saying the same thing to me at six weeks. Yeah. And that kind of made me go, oh, yeah, I don't have to do that. No. I don't have to do this. There are other options. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic if you can. And well, I think I, for me, you, you should. saying that just made me go, yeah. oh, yeah, but it's just take knowing the that there's another, there is another option. Yeah. And, and whether it's, I know I'm not a midwife and I shouldn't advise this, but whether it's give as much boob as you can and top up with formula or mm. or if you just need sleep at night, you know, yeah. express your milk and make him get up, whoever's <laughs> next to you. Yeah. Or if they will take some formula, give it to them in the night if you mm. just need a kip. Like, do what is best, happy mum, happy baby. Do and you that's know exactly what I mean? that's where totally, the, title, the title comes from, yeah. It's absolutely right. Think about how much of your focus and attention and how much it's can stress you out just feeding mm. then you've got the whole other world that goes with having a new baby for the first time as well you know with sleeping and yeah. cleaning bottles and you know <laughs> sorting yourself out and even having a shower like yep. that just didn't happen mm -hmm. like you're always the bottom of the list yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean so feeding is causing that much stress and then you've got everything else to think about as well you know, your house, your washing, mm -hmm. laundry, all of that kind of stuff. Like, it, it just piles on top and on top and on top. Yeah. And that pile gets bigger and you get lower and yeah. lower and lower. I think for me, we went away for two weeks when Buzz was six weeks old and that was the best thing. So my life could just literally have my boobs out all day long. I didn't have to worry about the cooking or the cleaning. Um, yeah. And that's the only reason why I could continue. I thought you meant you went away and left it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! <laughs> it was the best time of my life. <laughs> um, but there is a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. And judgment. I, th I think there's pressure and judgment. Do you feel judged? I think I, as I said, with, with the whole frowning at my bottle, like having oh, a yeah. bottle next to me, mm -hmm. um, I suppose with my first child, I did. But I think, again, that's the unknown. And then you learn so much the first time that once the second one comes along... You know, after, it doesn't really after matter. two weeks, yeah. I was like, <laughs> those boobs are going away now. <laughs> and again, it was, really? So soon? I'm mm. like, yep, that's what I need to do yeah. to 
to be able to continue my life yeah. with my children mm-hmm. and my job and my home and my husband and, and everything it is that I need to do day to day in my life. That works best for me. Mm. And if that works best for me, it's going to be best for him. Yeah. So I think first time round, yes, I think you feel judged constantly. You feel judged on every single thing you do, you know, whether it's breastfeeding or bottle feeding or for me personally whether it's breastfeeding in public yeah being scared to do it uh-huh. not doing it um so you know, there's even a thing breastfeeding in public but covered up or not covered up that's another judgment because oh, i was right, like yeah. yeah after six months i was like i'm feeding outside this is amazing i know I remember I you felt, being so yeah, overwhelmed and like oh my god i'm such a great woman <laughs> yeah so I took a picture and put it on uh, on Instagram of like you know a nice blanket over me, like a little thin muslin type thing, and uh, and I did actually have comments of judgmental people uh, saying, um, yeah, but you shouldn't cover them up though, should you? You, you wouldn't like to be under a blanket. That's how, come on, is this or like, I've cooped them up in a car all the feeds yeah. for the first six months, and this is me being outside. I don't think people should be so judgmental over things. That I, I think there is something about parenting that makes people want to say, it's like, no, I did like this, so I think everyone should. And actually, yeah. we should just all chill out and just be accepting that we don't know. Everybody that, what does it differently, don't they? And, and everyone's baby is different. Yeah. So, you know, what is good for one isn't good for another. Like I called you the other day with my third child and went... <laughs> Oh, can I give them bottled water? Is she allowed bottled water? You'd think I would know. But right? the thing is, three, it all changes three children so much. In. It changes so much. I don't like what is advised or whatever. It all changes yeah. so you can't even keep up. And, you know, and a lot of it, I suppose, revolves around food, doesn't it? When mm. do you start feeding? What type of feeding should you do? Should you do baby led weaning? Should you do, <laughs> like, all of that stuff? It's, it is a constant scrutiny, isn't it? Yeah. I think it should just be support rather yep. than picking faults with people and going you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that even if it's just your wording like yeah I see what you're doing but have you tried mm-hmm. or have you thought about yeah. just giving people ideas rather than going no that's wrong that's yeah. wrong or you know but I think also you'd think that all other mothers would understand the pressures and how we're all feeling on, yeah. on every level yeah and the sleep, this lack of sleep and yeah. the emotion and everything and so- all Goodness, have they gone back to work so soon? Yes. I couldn't do yeah, that if yeah, I was yeah. them. Like, oh, I love it. <gasps> I <gasps> said it out loud. You didn't say that. That one day a week that I go to work, <laughs> two months old, oh. it's bliss. Adult conversation. <laughs> it's just um, a little bit of normality. And mm. I don't know whether that, not that it's not normal having my children with yeah. me, but it it's just... A day for me, a day a week mm. when it's I can go and think like myself and go and think about something other than washing and poo, you yeah. know? And I miss them so much when I'm not there. Like mm. I love getting home at night and I go into their bedroom immediately and I kiss them all and try not to wake them up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just good for my mentality, yeah. you know? And I, and I think... Again, I don't want to be one of those people that go in, you should all have time for yourself. Everybody should have time for themselves. But I do think it's really important. I think especially, it's, I think it's hard to do with your first child. Yeah. And I I didn't do it with my first child. I, I just, I couldn't get a job. But apart from that, <laughs> apart from that um, I had no idea what was going on, yeah. let alone leaving her to go to work or to go and do anything. Like, just wouldn't have done it. But then with the second, when you feel like you know what you're doing, that it's like, okay, I get this. 
I'm not brilliant, but I get it. Like, yeah. I get what's meant to happen here. And that is great. But just for a day, I'm just going to go and do something for my head. Yeah. <laughs> is work that thing that you do for yourself? Yeah. Do you do other things outside of work? Not really. You? Work is my thing, apart from my splurge is pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a new thing. <laughs> it is. They happen about once, twice a year, normally when I'm going to the you sun. You are pushing the boat I there. know. So, again, they don't happen very often because... I still am at the bottom of that list of what mm. needs to be achieved each day. But work is my day off. Yeah. I think that's the, <laughs> that's the feeling of lots of parents. Yeah. I know loads of dads are like yeah. they go to work to to Totally. Relax. It sounds awful to say it's much easier to be at work than it is to be at home because that sounds like you don't want to be around your kids. But in a daily workload, what I have to do at work in a day, that is much easier than what I have to do at home in a day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The workload at home is <laughs> immense. <laughs> and it's never ending. And it's never ending. You can go for a wee um, and everything at work. No one comes you, with you. You totally. You can. I mean, you can try today. I might come with you. Yeah. Just do you know. And you, I stay clean at work. <laughs> um, I've got porridge and everything over milk and all sorts over me at home. But I love each day equally. So my home life, I love as much as my work life. You know, I'm very lucky because I have a great job that I love and I have a home life that I love as well. Yeah. So it's just there's much more to do at home than there is at work. It's never ending. It's never ending. I've started to realise that how much at home I'm doing stuff all the time. So when the kids are playing, like say Buzz wants to do something with me or come, look, mum, look at this. And I'm like, oh, one second, I'm just just doing this or, you know, just doing the washing or I'm just doing the cooking. And actually I've realised that I've got to stop and just enjoy Buzz and enjoy Buddy because, uh, yeah. you know, they don't care. They don't care if the washing's done. I know. You know. But see, I don't know exactly what you mean, but my brain cares. Yeah. Because, again, if all that, what's going on around me, washing and washing up and yeah. cooking and not having food prepared for tricks or whatever it is, that starts to mount on top of me and yeah. I sink lower and lower and I get more and more miserable. And then if I'm miserable, I snap at them. Yeah. And I don't want to snap at them. No. Because... I haven't done the washing or yeah. whatever. Like, I'm like you, I don't stop all day. I'm like, mm. this has got to be done, that's got to be done, that's got to be done. My two are at school, so they're kind of occupied. Yeah. And Trixie, I kind of do as much as I can with, but she's so young that, you know, you kind of can only teach her to a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> and play past the ball for so many minutes or hours. <laughs> it's a little bit easier at the minute, but when they're at the age of, of yours, it's, mm. you know, they they do want to do stuff with you. But yeah. There is always something to do. The other day I, I was out at work and... Matt had come home from tour for a visit <laughs> and, and uh, I gave him a little list of things. That I Literally like three things. I was like, can you put a load of washing on? Can you make sure the dishwasher's done? And can you, I don't know, one other thing, clean up? Hang your clothes up or something. Yeah, yeah totally do it. Got home. I was like, how's your day? He's like... I had a two-hour nap with Trixie today. And I was like, what? <laughs> he went, oh, it was so nice. And I went, you napped for two hours. That's a full night's sleep for me sometimes when you're away. And I just, I was like, I don't even sit down for 10 minutes, let alone have a two-hour nap in the yeah. day. I And I immediately, and but then good for him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Good for him. He had a lovely time with her. But I was just like, I could have done this and I could have done that. I could have done that. And again, you start, I get wound up. Yeah. And I'm like, why doesn't he think like me? Yeah. It's because he's not me. Mm. And I don't have to think the way I think. 
but I do. Yeah. And I could switch off and I could go, I'm not going to do this now and I'm not going to do that now, but I don't. And that's my fault. That That's just the way I'm programmed. I can actually and to remember. expect everybody else to be programmed that way yeah. is not fair. But he does bear the brunt of it because it's not programmed the same as me. <laughs> I can remember, actually, uh, when the kids were younger and coming over to yours and the f- for a section of it, you'd run off and you'd do stuff in the kitchen or you'd put a load of washing on. And now I totally understand it. I understand completely yeah. why making that most of that time where there's someone over occupying totally. the kids and, yeah. and having fun with them, why you would... Yeah. I mean, I do the same now. And I feel terrible sometimes because people come over and I'm, I'm like, they think that I've invited them over to watch my kids. <laughs> Part of me has, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. part, part of me really wanted you there but then not you personally but some other people yeah. um, but then when I think about it the worst is when you invite friends over that don't have children <laughs> because they're literally going she's inviting me over to babysit I got me <laughs> I'm like, no, I did want to see you. I just need to put a load of washing on. I just have to do this. And that is something else that I've noticed as well. I, it's always, mommy, can you help me with this? Yeah, I just have to yeah. go and turn that down. Mm-hmm. I just have to go and feed tricks. I just have to. Yeah. And I've noticed my kids saying it now. Oh, really? And they've got that from me. Yeah. You know, come come and sit down now for dinner. Yeah, I'm just doing this with a toy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. I'm feeding it into their brains. Yeah. Not that it's like a bad thing, but just instead of going, yes, I can do this for you, mm. or not right now, it's always, I, I've just got to do this first. I've just got to do this first. There's always something, There's isn't always there? Something. It's never ending. I'm always, I'm just doing this, I'm just doing mm. this, I'm just doing this. Stop just doing that. Yeah. And just go and sit with them and yeah. play. Yeah. Because that's all they want. That's all they want. Mm. But I just want to get the washing done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emma, thank you so much for being my first guest on the podcast. Oh, I thought this you. was going to be really weird and it was lovely. But you didn't make Which me cry. Which is because we don't just normally get to sit down I know, and talk. We don't. I know, because normally it's, stop it! <laughs> oh, look oh, at mama, my foot. Mama, She's mama. just peed on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about the lack of cake. That was a That was an error. Insight. Yeah, sorry. Don't do it with your next guest. <sighs> I won't, I won't. I've learnt my error. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. A huge thanks to Emma for being my first ever guest. I think we can all agree that she's an absolute delight. Uh, It was just nice to sit down and just have 30 minutes to talk without being interrupted, to be honest. If you would like to hear more, then please click subscribe because I'm going to be talking motherhood with lots of different people. Fern Cotton, Frankie Bridge, Izzy Judd, Also, if you want to see my videos, then please head over to YouTube. Uh, It's youtube.com forward slash Giovanna's World. And you can see my face rather than just listen to my voice. You're welcome. Take care and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.